The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to Guam Lasky Sports Talk. We are live at 10 a.m., probably 9 a.m. on a Pacific time. Which Pacific may be California. This is Arizona. We are in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, I got in the studio, Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, yourclearedge.com. Check that out. Alex, you don't have a website yet, do you? No. Well, I don't. They say YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that's Corner, YouTube. That's where you're posting all your stuff, uh-huh. YouTube. It's, it's free. It's social media today. Yes, sir. You can do a radio show anywhere. If you don't do a radio show, you can post things, get a blog, get your blog going, get a million hits. Get your word out. Yeah, exactly. Now, they say the show was a lot better last week. I wasn't on the show last week. <laughs> that's what the I, word. That's the word on the street. I can't touch it. It, it was a small voted too, and Alex and I voted. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think John might have said something too. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we are live. We got a lot to talk about. And don't forget, we got Clancy Corner in the second segment. Uh, we'll see how long that goes. It's an interesting topic. We talked about it off the air. Interesting topic. Keeping it fresh. We'll keep it fresh. <laughs> so we, 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 we had to stop talking about it off the air so we can keep the conversation fresh. This is a lie. He's, he's, I don't even, I don't even know where he get his information from. Uh, we got Down and Dirty with Deborah. We're going to do that in the third segment. Uh, that's always good. So, uh, check out the fan page. Uh, you know, call in 888-346-91, something like that, 44. <laughs> Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Call in if you got any questions, comments, or you know, just uh, Twitter Clancy or Twitter Debris De- Deborah, Deborah, or you can Twitter me. Yeah. What's your um, Twitter? Deborah D E B O R A H underscore Debris D U B R E E. Alex Alex Clancy at and it's at, at Clancy's Corner. No apostrophe. You can not a lot of apostrophes okay. on Twitter. Hey, mine is easy. It's just Kwame Lassett. I'm not trying to get fancy with my, <laughs> my Twitter account. <laughs> hey, we'll talk about the, uh, let's go, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. I like to talk about the home teams. We could mention some baseball stuff because there was a lot of signings going on with the Diamondbacks, which I think they're moving in the right direction. Um, but the uh, Arizona Cardinals pulled out a good victory. They are now on a two-game win streak. They beat St. Louis last week at home, went into overtime. You know, had a lot of young guys step up, especially uh, uh, linebacker at the linebacker position because of uh, a few guys, a few veterans that did not play. But the young guys came in and stepped up. You had Patrick Peterson, who had a, played a pretty good game defensively as well as offensively. Uh, I'm, and I say offense, but, you know, we call it punt return offense. Mm-hmm. But he made a huge punt return in, in overtime to win. They beat the St. Louis Rams at home. Um, but they didn't stop Stevens. They didn't stop the running back from getting over 100 some yards. And, and you know, this guy's this guy's one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, when he's healthy, he didn't mm-hmm. have his quarterback. He didn't have a lot of weapons around him. And I thought Sam Braff would become better if the running game was good. Okay, so they go out to uh, Philadelphia. They win that game at home, which I thought they should win one anyway. They go out to Philadelphia and they beat a 
I wouldn't say a crippling Philadelphia Eagles, or overrated Philadelphia Eagles. Deshaun Jackson didn't play because he's uh, selfish. He misses a meeting. There's no way in the world an NFL player should miss a meeting. I was late to a meeting, and I thought I was I thought I was gonna kill myself. Mm-hmm. I was late. I was scared to. I was right by the door before I walked in. I gathered myself together, took a deep breath, and walked in. You can't be late for a meeting. There's too many things around you, and especially when you got a room. This was in camp, especially when you got a roommate. Um, but Deshaun Jackson misses meetings, so Andy Reid benches him. They loses the game. What do you make of the Philadelphia Eagles? Because I know the Arizona Cardinals. This is a great win. John Skelton and people are always asking, not always, but people starting to ask, is there a quarterback controversy? What do you guys think? I, I don't think there's one yet, in my opinion, but let me ask you guys what you think as far as the quarterback situation. Uh, quarterback-wise, I, it's kind of the same situation as it was in Indy with because um, Painter knew the offense, and Kerry Collins came in and didn't. And uh, Kevin Cobb, yeah, he's younger. He's not as um, doesn't have the pedigree that Kerry Collins does. But he, again, this is he came in blind. And John Skelton, even though he's only been in the league for a year before this, um, he, he knows the system. And he, he got thrown into it last year and didn't do as well as he has in the first couple games this year. Um, but I think that if, if he keeps playing, if Cobb stays hurt for another week and, and Skelton puts up another week that he did the past two weeks, uh, we definitely might have a controversy. Well, I think Skelton's that guy that it's kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly all in one guy. I mean, he, he can make some plays happen. He seems to stay calm and poised under the pressure at the end of the game, but uh, it's tough to depend on him throughout the entire game. One of the things I look at, too, is Wisenhunt. I mean, he is really big on superstitions. So when he's got um, a winning team or winning plays, he's not going to change anything. Uh, and when things are going bad and they're losing, he'll change just about anything. You know, I think um, uh, you mentioned uh, his superstition, but I, he he's always, since he came in here, he mentioned, I'm going to compete. I'm going to want these guys to compete for the position, regardless who it is. He didn't have a problem with playing young guys and those young guys coming from another team or out of the draft. Uh, and I think he's uh, he's always made it competitive. So if this is the case and they have won, John Skelton has won more games than Kevin Cobb, this year, which Kevin Cobb winning one games, do you stay with the hot guy? Because in the National Football League, in the NFL, and they say this in all sports, let me let me clarify that, that you shouldn't or you can't lose your job to injury. I mean, that's some BS, but you can. Because yeah, right. I've seen guys lose their job to injuries. Yeah. But because the coaches stay with the hot guy who's making plays on the field, right. he has a situation, which is a good situation to have two quarterbacks, uh, competing, that's the competitive position right now because John Skelton, and you had a great analogy with Kerry uh, Collins and uh, Painter. Painter, knew, he knows the offense. They bring in what I thought would be a better situation when Ke- Collins came in, bought him out of retirement, which turns out to be a waste of three or four million dollars. You can, and, and you can throw away money like that, and the guy never plays. He plays one game, Kerry Collins for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I thought before they even got Kevin Cobb that John Skelton was going to be a good quarterback if you gave him a chance. He had more grasp of the offense from last year. He did win two games. Uh, he did win, um, uh, play, outplayed the guys they brought in, like Anderson, where we had Max, Max Hall. Yeah, poor kid. We had a, <laughs> <laughs> we had, they had a situation like that. The quarterback, so you had to bring in a Kevin Cobb, but I thought John Skelton was the better of the, th- of the two guys, other two, uh, left. Now, you bring Kevin Cobb in, so you put him on the back burner, which is, I thought was, you know, it was unfair, but you had to make it seem like you was going for the fans, for the organization, uh, for the season ticket holders. This is all about money. You had to make it seem like you was going the distance to make the teams better. And I thought John Skelton was better. So if it's going to be competitive or he has a superstition, 
he has to keep him in there for this uh, this next game coming up. Well, and who are you going to trust? I mean, right now you got you know a quarterback who's helped you win two games. Um, he's learning, he's growing, he is getting better. Um, so you know you got to go with the guy that's bringing home the the win. And that's not to say that you're going to get rid of Kevin Cobb already. I mean, he's played seven games in a new offense. Um, it's it's a little bit easier for John Skelton to see over the line and being six six and being able to get the ball to Larry Fitzgerald, who he's just he's just gonna and grab onto the back of his shoulder pads and just carry him. I thought and, and Skelton has a strong arm. He yeah. has one of those arms. He, he's six five. What you say? Six five. Sorry, he can't yeah. teach that. You can't right. teach being six five. But he has that strong arm coming out of the Patriot League. I think he, he went to some uh, Fordham Fordham um, University. Um, the guy's smart. He, he looks like he knows what he's doing. You mentioned his confidence. You mentioned his when he went to the sideline, he threw an interception, went to the sideline. He was still pretty much in that game. And what he do when he come back out, he has a 10-play drive for 84 yards. Mm-hmm. They score. He finds not only uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who broke records. Congratulations to Fitz. Yeah, he did. He breaks records over, um, what's the guy 70 name? touchdowns. Yeah, Green. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he breaks his records. Uh, but... But he finds the open guy. He's just not looking for Fitz. Now, Fitz right. is outstanding. had a great game. Uh, we mentioned the record. But he finds the open guys. He looks for Robertson. He looked for uh, early Doucette. Mm-hmm. And those guys were there, and they made plays. Got to get Ty Heat back in the mix. Once he's back in the mix, the offense just becomes much more better, especially with Housel's out right now. Sure. Heat has to get back into the mix. Uh, I think the Arizona Collins will be maybe go on a three-game win streak. Uh, this weekend, and oh. the defense was another big thing. You know, they M- Michael Vick threw two picks. I mean, one of them was towards the end of the game that Hail Mary to try to get him back in it. But um, they held LeSean McCoy to 81 yards rushing, and his touchdown was a one-yard touchdown run. Um, that's really, I mean, he's he's the leading rusher in the NFL. Yeah, and they held him, and yeah, the most the most receiving yards any any receiver had was 53 yards. Brent Selleck, their tight end. It, Patrick Peterson's starting to come along. Adrian Wilson put it hurt on Jeremy Macklin uh, coming across the middle once. It's starting to gel a little bit, even though it's kind of getting later, and it's it's harder to um, for for teams to, to play up with the Cardinals because the Cardinals are already out of playoff contention. Now, Adrian's going to always knock somebody out, and that was <laughs> a hit. And that you know what? That sets the tone. That that's changed the momentum. Now, the Cardinals win. We talked about it, and, and here's the deal. I'm a Cardinals fan. You like the Cardinals, you're going to find something good to say about them, but you got to keep it real for the most part and say what they have and what they don't have. Was there a win a lot of what they did or what Michael Vick, terrible play at the quarterback position on the Philadelphia Eagles, Deshaun Jackson now? I don't care who's out. The next guy got to step up. They did drop a lot of balls. But it was was it did it have a lot to do with the Philadelphia Eagles being what they are right now? Well, it certainly had something to do with it. I mean, the Eagles, you look at, uh, you know, very highly hyped, um, heavy expectations, uh, Deshaun Jackson not being um, at the meeting, which means now you don't really trust him as a team member. And he wants a new do. contract. And, yeah, yeah exactly. He's a T.O. And, yeah. you know, anybody in any job, I mean, he's getting paid to show and paid to play and right. pay at, play at the highest level. And he made a comment about, um, you know, it's tough for him to show up right now because he's just not really happy. Well, grow up and, you know, get a real job then. He would be looking for a new team if he say, if, I, if, I, if I'm the coach of an organization like that, mm-hmm. now he's good. That guy changes game. Mm-hmm. We Definitely. saw him change the game last year in New York. Yeah. You're not going to say that. You're not going to say it's tough for me to show up because you're not happy. But he also changed this game. Every job. He yeah. did. He, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He changed this game without showing up. That would put a more that would put more pressure on the Cardinals defense, whose pass defense has been horrific this year. Now run defense, they probably rank one of the top 15 in the league as far as stopping the run. Now Stephen Jackson got off on them last year, last week, um, but that's Stephen Jackson. Mm-hmm. 
the Cardinals and Ray Horton, the offensive coordinator, they predicate on stopping the run first, and I think that's how you have to approach the game. Now, this uh, Sean, Deshaun Jackson, them, those comments and those decisions he made, you cost us a game uh, not being there uh, with the pro- playing against one of the worst passing teams. He will not get a new contract until I can until I give him one. You still on the contract? You can't do those things. Go look at every job force in every area. Everyone, everyone there is not happy. So you got to show up and do your job when it's your time to get your bonus. Hopefully things go the right way, but that's when you're doing the right things. Well, he may have had good reason, but with poor decision making. You know, you still show up, you still play. Like you said, you know, you've got to look at the end result of what you're trying to achieve. And if he's looking for a bigger, better contract, this isn't the way to go about it. No, not if you're trying to get paid. Right. Yeah. And Andy, Andy Reid has no problem getting rid of people. Getting rid of people. Andy Reid might be one going. It's going. This team. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, it's, I don't think it's fair I, I, yet. One year, you have all these guys that have never played together. It's it's especially with football. There's so many players on the field at a certain time. You got it. Yeah, you need time to gel, and you play in such a tough division. Let me that, ask you this. Go ahead. That that the that the uh, you look at me like that. <laughs> that the uh, the learning curve might be a little steeper in the beginning. Do you think Carwell should go? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Because I, I want to know. A lot of people want to say Carwell go. They didn't have Peyton Manning, but that dumb organization don't draft anybody. Tony Dungy wouldn't have, wouldn't have had a job if Peyton Manning wasn't there. But Car- before Caldwell, Carwell is there because of Tony Dungy. I think it's out of respect because of Tony Dungy. Maybe, maybe. maybe. But you know he's a defensive guy. But there's no offense. Well, not yet because it's not fair. When Andrew, when they get Andrew Luck, they're two games ahead. When they get they, they're Luck. leading by two games to get Andrew. So Luck. you're saying Andrew Luck is the best quarterback in collegiate right now? He's the most pro-ready, yes. He, he might not have the biggest numbers, but his composure in the pocket and his composure to come back when his team's down. Let's take away the Oregon game this, this, this week. No, we're not taking away the Oregon game. There, there was, we're not taking that away. <laughs> he, he played in that game, and he played in Stanford. He his played team home. failed him. He failed his team. He's the captain. How are you and team going to fail you? That's like, okay, I'm the quarterback. Did I'm Peyton Manning win a uh, national championship when he was in Tennessee? No. It's all about... The team in college. There's the a lot of Super Bowl winners that didn't win a national championship in college. Some of them, yeah. didn't, some of them didn't even get to play for them. Okay, look, Sam Bradford is good. I, I'm not questioning mm-hmm. that at all. If whoever get him gonna have a, a good quarterback, Sam Bradford goes to Stanford University. He could have came out last year. You know what he would end up with a bunch of thugs. What Cam Newton is right now. You yeah. gonna leave Stanford and go to Carolina? Now Cam Newton different than this guy. Now we expecting we expecting great success. From guys like uh, um, Luck, Andrew Luck, when mm-hmm. he comes in, because of the Ponders, because of the Cam Newton, because of Andy Dalton, you got to have success as a quarterback right now. I'm not waiting for two years to play you. Now, Peyton Man decides to come back and say, uh, Andrew Luck goes to Andy, then you got a problem. I don't think it's a bad problem because you get to sit this guy under Peyton Manning sure. for a year or right. two. Now, let's take a break and we'll come back in there because we need to speed up this. Uh, we need to talk about some ASU. Should that coach be fired? No, you should have been fine, yes. Hey, this is Plumlot Sports Talk. We got Alex Clancy, Devil Debris in the studio. We'll be back in about mm, 90 minutes. 90 seconds. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel this is it sports is an engaging talk program that includes you the experts and sports all moderated by coach carl hargrave we'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world collegiate and professional take a look at youth oriented sports athletic development and sportsmanship faith and where it has its place in sports along with a lively discussion with coach carl every week Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We got some good music. Welcome back to the Live Sports Talk. We were talking a lot of, we were talking a lot of football. We went from uh, Arizona Cardinals to Alex want to bring in Andrew Luck and his uh, then take away the Oregon game. He's still the best quarterback. There's a guy in Oklahoma. There's a guy in Boise. Uh, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. But Andrew Luck just seems safe, to, a safe pick. He seems safe to, uh, you know, he, and you say he's the most pro quarterback ready, uh, pro ready quarterback in collegiate sports right now. Maybe so. But he has to go to the right team. I've, I've seen a lot of guys come out of college, go to the wrong team. You drafting this guy because of his name instead of his what he can do in the field. I think a lot of organizations, professional ones, make the, uh, fall short when they do that. Draft a guy that fits your uh, team and your defense and your offense, brings in that chemistry. Draft a guy who's a potential leader, and if you've seen nothing bad about him. He'd be perfect for Indy. He'd be perfect. I agree. You don't see. He looks like, like an indie guy. Yeah, like in four or five years, he'll be the ones calling calling the plays at the line instead of Peyton. Right. And he, it won't be like a Brett Favre situation in Green Bay if they draft him and Peyton comes back because Peyton will be the teacher. I think keep uh, Caldwell, yeah, defense head coach, defensive guy, make uh, Peyton Manning offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, that, assistant yeah. head coach, offensive coordinator, and then um, bring in Andrew Luck. Peyton's not ready to do that, but you know. Oh, well. It might not be his choice. Hey, we're in the second segment of our show. We're going to get to ASU somewhere down the road, but we got Alex Clancy. we got Clancy's Corner coming up right now. America is the land of opportunity, a place where people get second chances. So when will Tiger Woods get his? Granted, he did some things that many people may never forgive him for, especially uh, every family member of his ex-wife, Elon. He cheated on her with myriad women, and compounding that fact got caught while trying to cover up the loose ends. Yes, okay, fine, horrendous. I get it. But Michael Vick was responsible for the slaughtering of dozens and dozens of dogs in his dogfighting ring. He went to jail for two years and now is back on top of the NFL as if nothing happened. Again, though, that's not to say that there aren't some people who will never forgive him. But for the majority of sports fans, even though he may not be forgiven, it's been forgotten. Does this say something about our society? Will we only forgive if that player returns to greatness? Is that why Tiger still has a stigma attached to him? Is this recovery process and climb back up the mountain taking too long for us to forget about what he's done in the past? I think it's time to try to forgive Tiger and forget what he's done. First of all, it's not any of our business to begin with. Just because he's a public figure doesn't mean it's right for us to judge him on his indiscretions. He's never asked to be a role model. He's been socially inept since, since he picked up a golf club at the age of three. 
That's not to say that I believe what he did was right, which it obviously wasn't. I think that sometimes we just ask too much from our star athletes. He's maybe one of the top five athletes across all sports in the past 15 years. Shouldn't we take him at face value, so to speak? Put it this way. If Michael Vick was responsible for the actual death of living things, then why can't we forgive Tiger Woods for making poor personal decisions? Just let Tiger play. Even though he may break, throw, or beat his clubs into submission on national television, I've never faulted him for showing emotion. Golf, golf is an aw-shuck sport in general. Football and hockey allow for all eat your children emotional responses. So that's not his fault. Bottom line, let's forgive, forget, do whatever you got to do. Let Tiger do what he needs to do to return once again to dominance. What do you think? You know what? Uh, I think that's a great segment to come into our Tiger Woods uh, conversation. I think it's human nature to either, I think you should forgive. Uh, what Tiger Woods did wasn't criminal, and I, and I blogged about this a little bit. It was more moral than anything. Um, but people love to hate somebody. If Tiger Woods was poor and a bad golfer, we wouldn't have this conversation about Tiger Woods. It wouldn't even be an issue. It, and, and by poor, not uh, close to a billionaire. Yeah, really. <laughs> but we wouldn't have this conversation. I think it's human nature that uh, you either forgive the guy or you continue to hate him. There's some guys, you mentioned Michael Vick, there's some guys that still don't like Michael Vick. You know why? Because he's the only guy in the National Football League to get two $100 million contracts after serving two years of prison. We, a lot of us don't like that, and we get to the NBA lockout. I don't want to talk the NBA in your segment, but a lot of people don't want to talk about the billionaires and the millionaires fighting over some more millions. Mm -hmm. uh, but in Tiger Woods' situation, what, what do we expect from him? What can we get from him now? He has, he did come in third place. He was contention in Australia. Uh, I want to say it was... Um, uh, Australia, Australia. Yeah. yes, he was in contention down there, playing a pretty good round. We he was leading after two rounds, and we haven't seen that after his third round, seventy-five. We haven't seen that. Can he play golf, or can you forgive him? Or you know, it's all according to who he is. Now, I did say in the blog that he wasn't an OJ, and by that, he wasn't part of a crime of a century or a trial of the century. Uh, he wasn't in part of any murders. Now. In America, and and back in the day, like back in the 60s, 70s, marriage was sacred. You know, it, you still have, you know, you still got your grandparents together. That's that's what marriage is. That's what you look for when your grandparents are still together. Those people who can stay together for that long of time, going on their 60th, 70th anniversary. Tiger Woods, out doing what he's doing while he's married, um, you know, ruffles a lot of feathers, and I think. As a golfer, I never liked Tiger Woods. I never asked him to be my role model, but you put yourself in a position to be a role model. I never asked you uh, to show me how to be a good father, show me how to be a good husband. All I do is get the entertainment off Tiger Woods from golf. I'm never asking him to do anything. When he's not golfing, I got my fan hat on. I don't watch golf. When he's golfing on top of his game and, and Tiger Woods is generating millions of dollars, not only for him, but for the network, for the other players around there, I'm a fan. When he's not playing well, I'm cussing at Tiger Woods. I'm not cussing at Tiger Woods. I'm like, you idiot. What you doing sleeping around like that? <laughs> I don't care about his personal life. I really don't. But it, it's, it's odd in the public because he's that he's that guy, and I can make a judgment and assessment on, yeah, no, what he did was wrong. What he did, what he did is done. Uh, she got 100 plus million. I'm not saying that justified him, his cheating, um, but she was a nanny. Well, and there's a difference so between nice two, two years ago. Nice there's up, a yeah. difference between forgiving the man, forgiving the and forgiving the act. You know, when it comes to Vic, I'll forgive the man. He did his time. Mm -hmm. He's out there. He's doing his doing his thing and a That's lot a of great point. things. But the act, I don't forgive the act. Um, 
Tiger Woods. You know, he needs to forgive himself, and I don't think he's done that yet. And because of that, that's why he's not playing well now, because he hasn't figured out how to reconcile that within himself yet. And, and you can see him thinking a lot. And you you, you hit the nail on the head. I wake, uh, down and dirty probably going to be good. You can see Tiger probably. thinking. Hey, we got a... <laughs> We got uh, Artie Clear online. Artie, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, fellas? What's up, buddy? Are you on with uh, Alex Clancy and uh, Deborah Debris? But we're talking Tiger Woods, and, and she and Deborah makes a pretty good point. That was good, uh, Clancy's corner. When do you forgive this guy? Or and, and all the things that come with Tiger Woods is he on his way back because he finished third and was in contention on day two. Now we're talking about the Tiger Woods situation. You forgive the man, uh, but you won't forget the act. Uh, what are your what kind of assessment you make about Tiger? Well, um, because he's a public figure and a very well-known athlete of a guy who's been marking it uh, throughout before he ever even turned pro. So as far as, as, as I'm concerned is that um, because his name is so huge that there, he's, and he's in the public eye all the time that his personal life has been laundered out there now, when you're playing golf, and some people say, well, you just can't get out of his mind, uh, uh, his whole world has changed, meaning that uh, he's not married to, the, to his wife anymore. He doesn't get to see his children as much as he'd like to. There's a lot of things that go into playing golf because it's such a mental game. But as far as Tiger Woods being a role model and everything that came out there, uh, it was like romper room for the guy. And that's just a shame, but that's the way it goes when you get paid all that money. He ain't gotten... $40 million before he ever turned pro from Nike. Right. So they put him on such a high standard that they're saying, well, what are we going to do? This guy is just, uh, you know, he's a great player, but he's disgracing the sport. Go back to John Daly when John Daly was playing golf, and he won a couple tournaments that he came out of nowhere, and then his drinking problems came. So what did he do? They focused on John Daly because he, he, he's odd. He's different than everybody else on the tour. Now, Tiger Woods, if Tiger Woods doesn't play golf, the Raiders go completely down. If he plays golf, the Raiders go completely up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, yeah you know, you hit Artie, in the world. You hit the nail on the head because it, it, it's who the guy is. Uh, and I say Tiger Woods. Now, first of all, let me say this. You can listen to Artie on the Artie Clear Show. Uh, is that WIFI 1460 AM? Listen to him live. Um, but as far as Tiger Woods is concerned, yeah, you, you, you're 100% right. This guy, uh, was put on a pedestal right out of uh, shit. He didn't even he didn't even go to college um, until later. Until later, when he's won all these junior PGA championships of three or maybe four in a row, gets forty million dollars before he ever knows to do with forty dollars. Uh, and you put him on that pedestal. So when people build you up, they well, are extremely upset. They are hold on, hold on. They are extremely upset. hold on, hold on. They are extremely upset. When they build you up and then you just do what you do and then they got to tear you down. Go ahead, Artie. Okay, let's go to how how we put the. Let's go to Marv Albert for a second, okay? Marv Albert was in the news um, with um, some sexual encounters with, with uh, some women and they fired him for a year and then they brought him back doing TNT and all types of different football games for Fox and all that. And he's been around forever, Marv Albert, with with a clean clean name of. Announce the sports. He has Kenny Albert, Steve Albert. There's a long history of their family uh, doing sports. Uh, a guy like LeBron James, he was so highly talented, talented that they were actually putting pay-per-view for his high school games. 
I remember that. So what we do to our athletes before they even turn pro is we put them in such a high standard that when they trip just a hair, we're there to blast them. And this, I don't worry this personal life is his personal life, and that should not be aired out on the street. But because he's such a dominant figure in the world of golf, and he's supposed to be squeaky clean, uh, that's why they made a gigantic story out of it. Plus, he's the best golfer in the world. He might be the best golfer, they say, of all time. So whenever they hear dirt on something like that, the Cowboys are going to go run, running wild because of the simple fact is that he's Tiger Woods. And this goes if back. you look at go ahead, before he even turned pro, how he televised the amateurs when he won those amateur tournaments for three years in a row. And this goes back. This goes back to um, also looking at what's the core here, not the symptoms, but the core. When we look at all the athletes that you mentioned, any of the public figures, is that you know how do we build a core individual, a core athlete that has the strength to know what their morals are, what their values are, still be able to play at the very highest level. In fact, it'll actually increase their ability to play and uh, not have this fall from grace, or if they have a fall, which we all do, that it's not so devastating to themselves, their own life, and anybody else that they've touched. And more on the surface, he's a golfer, too. It's not like he's a basketball player or a baseball player. Golf has never seen anything like this before. John Daly, yes, with his with his alcoholism and his outlandish smoking on smoking on the field, uh, the course and whatnot. But this is this shocked the world of golf, and and they've definitely been paying the uh, paying the repercussions for it. Well, go back to go back in the day as far as the golfer. There's there's some guys that used to do a lot of things on the golf course. You didn't think it was, but golf was fresh then. We didn't have the media. We didn't have the social media. We didn't have all the TVs and the cameras. On on those guys like we do have a Tiger Woods, sure. We got well, we got um we got a minute we got a minute and uh Artie Hello. yeah Artie we got a minute we're gonna come back and we're gonna finish up this and we well you know what we're gonna get into down and dirty with Deborah too so stay on the line if you can uh it's Kwame Lasso Sports Talk we'll be back in about seventy seconds. Flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tired of the same mundane talk radio show, boring opinions, and people not knowing or telling the truth? Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
I thought that was going to be the slow, calm, and lacerated, sexy for a segment. Hey, welcome back to the show. Alice Clancy in the studio with Deborah Debris. We're going to get down and dirty with Deborah, but we got Artie clear. Artie, tell me about your show time so we can all tune in and, and call in as well. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, my show is a five-day-a-week show, Monday through Friday. You're lucky. You got a good network. Excuse me? You on a good network five days a week? Five, actually, six days a week because... What we're doing is a um, I got a bag for two a, days. A warm up show, uh, post game, not post game, pre game show from eleven to twelve on Sunday to talk about the NFL. So we do that as well as we come on five days a week, Monday five to seven, Tuesday three to five. We'll have Michael Lombardi from the NFL on today, uh, Wednesday five to seven, Thursday five days. Seth Joyner six to seven with Seth and myself. We do an hour show. Oh, I'm calling Friday, in. I'm calling in. I'm some good time. I'm calling in two of those shows. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, uh, Seth Joyner, a uh, great football player, tremendous knowledge of the football game. He's a flawless type of guy. Absolutely. He's a great guy. Um, I'm sure you know Seth. Oh, yeah, he's one of my favorite people ever. Seth took a file for me, man, I, when I, my rookie year. And I was just with Seth, and he had a, he held a camp out uh, out here in Scottsdale. Uh, what was it, Saturday, I want to say. Um, and, and, you know, he's just a good guy all around. Uh, right now, we're going to get it. We got Ken on the hole? Ken. What's up, fella? Are you serious? You full of shit, boy. I, tell you, <laughs> you full of, I can tell you that right now. Let's, let's, Ken, Ken, welcome back to the show. We got Artie. Day and time's coming these days. We in the closet? This, you sound like you're in the hallway. It's in the bathroom. Oh, uh, yeah, it sound like you're in the bathroom. <laughs> nah, man, I'm here. I'm oh, okay, there you go. Well, look, welcome back to the show, Ken. We don't, I don't, we, you got a lot of explaining to do, but we won't get down and dirty with Deborah. We won't get down and dirty with Deborah right now. Deborah Debris, you got it. All right. Well, I want to talk about how emotions rule the games nowadays, and I mean, they can have. You know, I hear people talk about the mental game, but the reality is, it's the emotions that actually actually rule the game. People want you to get your mental game in place, get your head straight, think different. But the bottom line is, everything is based on the emotions. Um, I look at some of the things that have happened this last week in football. Some of the players look at the Lions. I mean, there are a bunch of thugs out there just street brawling. Arizona Cardinals. You got somebody like Feely who's missing two kicks. That's all emotional. Deshaun uh, <laughs> Jackson missing the meeting. Coaches, Rex Ryan, you know, uh, arguing with the fans. Mike Smith, uh, the Falcons, you know, changing out special teams uh, to go to a first down. Tiger Woods we talked about. Kyle Busch wrecking um, Hornaday's um, vehicle, you know, in the truck race. Everything is about emotions. And the problem is people don't understand emotions. You know, they think that they're bad and they make you weak, and the reality is they're not either one. They're simply a powerful signal to let you know that you need to make a change so that you can get back and make clear-headed decisions, make the plays that you need to play, make, make the decisions you need to make, on the, uh, in the moment under critical conditions so that you can play at your competitive best. And one of the things that I look at is the stress. Whenever stress um, comes up in somebody under the pressure of a game, you stop thinking straight, your body starts tensing up, there's no way you can play the way that you're supposed to be able to play. Guys get injured, uh, games get lost, and it's just you know a horrible mess until people start understanding the power of emotions and what to do with them. Well, you can't play. Uh, you definitely can't play. A football game when you tense up, that's usually when you get hurt. Guys don't even know how to come down. And let me talk about receivers and probably defensive backs for the most part. They don't know how to go up for a pass and come down. They come down all tense. You still got to play relaxed. If you watch Larry Fitzgerald, who I think arguably is the best receiver as far as hands. I, yeah. And I don't like Chris Johnson. I mean, uh, what's Calvin. It? No, Chris, uh, 
Carter, but Chris Carter, he doesn't. He, I've never seen him drop a ball. Yeah. Yeah. He has the best hands probably in football history. But Larry Fitzgerald, what he does, he never takes his eyes off the ball. I don't care who's around him. He expects to get hit, and then he comes down under control. He comes down uh, relaxed, ready to make that forward move. And, and I think a lot of guys like that in that situation. You can't tense well, up in certain situations. Exactly, in almost any situation. I mean, we talked about golf. You're tensing golf. You're not going to be able to, you know, stroke the ball the way that you normally do. And one little nuance of a trajectory when you're hitting your club and you, you're trying to hit that sweet spot or a kicker that's trying to hit the sweet spot, you're done. You've got a quarterback who's trying to throw the ball, and now their body's even a little bit tense. Their throwing arm is off. You can see that in a lot of things, and especially in a lot of the positions you just mentioned, a golfer, a quarterback, a kicker. You can see when they miss things how tense they were from previous kicks. Uh, you can see how tense they were when they missed that. Now, we listen, we down and dirty with Deborah. You can check out Deborah on yourclearedge.com. Artie, if you never need somebody to, with the mental aspects on your show, give Deborah a call. It, it, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Now, Ken, what's, what's going on with you, man? <laughs> what's going on, fellas? We don't know. <laughs> man, same thing, man. I told you already, man. You ain't talking to me. Promotion, man. I don't know whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday or 12 or 1 o'clock these days. You, what you talking about, Voice America Sports? Huh? Huh? What you talking about? <laughs> Voice America Sports? Voice America Sports, whatever. But like I said, man, I just, I'm doing big things over here. So that's fine. We doing big things over here too. <laughs> we trying to make moves. We, we ain't just sitting around on our butts. Nah, man. Nah. Like two, man. When Tuesdays come around at noon, I don't even be realizing it's Tuesday at noon. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm so busy over here. I'm stripping down the whole department. We down. Okay. Let me interject for a second. Yeah, when definitely. Uh, the NFL quarterbacks, wide receivers, making plays on the split second, and then you talk about Tiger Woods. That, that's not a fair comparison because Tiger, I know he's, uh, it's a mental game and it's not a physical game. So Tiger Woods, if he slams his club down, it's because he made a bad shot. But if a quarterback throws an interception or a kicker misses a field goal, well, there's so many people that are, are in, the, in the stands, thousands of people screaming, Every kick is crucial. Every play in the NFL is crucial. It's all split to, split to second decisions. For Tiger, he can think about what he's doing. He walks down the fairway. He looks at a putt. He walks around. He talks to his caddy. He gets himself relaxed, and then he takes a stroke or hits whatever he has to do playing golf. For a football player, uh, going to the middle, and the perfect example, two of them I'll give you. One was Ernest Gibbons against the Philadelphia Eagles and Wes Hoffman. Whacked him in 1991. No one ever went in the middle against the Eagles defense. And number two was, and it's a really shame that Dallas thing we passed away, but look what Jack Tatum did to that poor man in a preseason game. Jack Tatum so, was the best. Jack Tatum so destroyed that guy. In, in the NFL, uh, because there's so much money involved on each and every play, and you watched the Green Bay game last night. Jared Allen went crazy in that game. They only lost 45-7. to if, that, if I'm the coach, Jared Allen would never be allowed to do that. Because that's not football. Football is at the scoreboard. If you're losing 45 to 7, you're keep on embarrassing your team because you make a sack. And you're it's for your own numbers, for your own whatever, try to break straight in the record. And you're losing 45 to 7. You're not supposed to be nothing. Just run off the field. Just try to get out of town as quickly as you possibly can. You're getting blown out. So I think in sports, even in baseball, when a guy stares a home run down, I think it's too much that. Let's go back to the old days. You make a good play, spike the ball, or, or, or give it to the, to the official. Now, and I'm going to get off the phone. I just want to leave you guys with this. Lambeau Field, uh, when a, when a 
player spiked the ball in front of a, a Green Bay guy, get a 15-yard penalty. But when the Green Bay guy, say it's Rodgers or one of the receivers, or Cobb, when he returns on runs up and goes into the crowd, to, and the rainbow crunch, whatever it is you want to talk that, that's the rainbow leap. That's Tony. He's not showing up the team. They don't get a penalty for that. That's Tony. It's like the football a different ball game. You can get the crowd into it. That's taunting, but you know, you, you got a point. I, I, one thing I do want to mention as far as the golf and Tiger Woods got time to think about it and walk up the field. Now, I play golf when I when I was playing a lot, I was pretty good. So, I played in a lot of tournaments. i tell you where there where are pressure when there's a hundreds and thousands of people following you, and Tiger's been used to that since he was a kid I would say but you got other golfers who's not used to that that's why Tiger was always beating his competitors on Sundays because they're not used to that crowd following them on Sundays so they can walk down there and think about it and get their nerves together easy said and done but they can't they they can't fathom that there are thousands of people following me on Sunday and I'm playing with Tiger Woods and they for Tiger Woods and if he make a bad shot then it's cause he's not used to that crowd he's he's not used to when Tiger Woods was dominant being being paired up with this guy, a lot of Tiger beat a lot of guys just off fear alone, just off uh, what the determination that they knew he was going to hit a good shot. Yeah, and now I'm going to disagree about the um about every play counting in in uh in football the same. An incomplete pass and an interception is completely different. With golf, every stroke actually does matter, every single one. So there is pressure to perform on every single swing of the club. As opposed to football, when that's not the case. Plus, it's it's a personal, it's it's a one man thing. So having like a collective ten, uh, tensity, tenseness, tensity, tenseness, tens- In- intensity. <laughs> Spit it well, out. Being being tense as a team and being tense as an individual is completely different. And when you're when you're being followed solely, you yourself are being followed by thousands of people is a little different. It's a little more intimate than being watched by thirty thousand people. You can kind of you can kind of un- be numb to it in that in that sense. I think. Well, and one of the things. Kwame, let me ask you, Kwame, and maybe Deborah can answer this as well. But when I was listening to the piece earlier when you was talking about this, but when you go back to a rookie quarterback in the game situation for the first time, he's under the most tremendous pressure when he throws that first pass and is an interception. He's more concerned about what he in his mindset what he's going to do. He don't want to mess up. He don't want to make a mistake. But it's going to happen. That's that kind of pressure with Tiger Woods as we saw the reason why he was uh, losing and doing as bad as he did after the whole scandal broke out is he was more worried about what public perception of him after the fact. Because before the uh, public knew about everything that was going on, even though he had all these different women and everything, he was still playing at the top of his game. So did we see a different pressure or a different uh, mindset from Tiger Woods versus a pressure from a quarterback going into the game for the first time? Well, the reality is that it all goes back to survival. And we as human beings are looking at, you know, what's our reputation? What are, you know, are we going to be respected? Um, how are we going to feel the next time we have to face ourselves or face somebody else? And we go back to those raw and real emotions that are survival emotions. And it doesn't matter if it's the uh, first time quarterback out on the field or the golfer that's got, you know, everybody watching him. It still goes back to those real emotions. One of the things I look at with a first time quarterback or a player of anything that you're looking at, when's my number going to called is how can you practice and I teach my guys how to practice prior to getting in that situation so they feel very comfortable and confident the moment they go out on the field because they've played it in their mind so many times that they know exactly what to do. And, and my thing with uh, Tiger Woods, you know, when he was playing at a high level, when he was going through all this stuff, because it never hit the media, and Tiger Wood himself uh, had a problem. He, it, I, I don't think he had a problem, but his when his image became different, he didn't know how to handle that because the world loved him. And I'm talking about, you know, you talk about guys who um, 
who you can place in, in, on any continent, like a Muhammad Ali, maybe a Michael Jordan. But the world loves Tiger Woods. He played golf all around the world. Uh, football guys don't go all over the country. That's why uh, you got the NFL trying to make money, sending these guys to Europe, London, to play when nobody cares, when soccer is more important there than it is uh, than football. But when Tiger Woods was doing his thing, he was uh, his image hasn't changed. No one knew. But when he came out, that's when it got all uh, out of whack for him because He's used to everyone love him. I'm not talking bad about him. His golf game used to be on top of uh, top of uh, anyone else's, and once he got caught, then that was that was the change of Tiger Woods. Right. Well, Tiger, good. Don't fight about Tiger, speaking, speaking Tiger's about Tiger's gone from you know dominating <laughs> the field to now he's just looking to get a win, any win, any time, any place. If he can get that under his belt, because he's forgotten how to do that, and I really feel it goes back to uh, whenever his father passed away that he lost somebody yeah. who was a real. Um, stabilizing figure in his life and that shattered him in a number of ways that he didn't even realize and because of that I believe he went off track and tried to find other ways to fulfill himself that certainly weren't up to um, his own, own moral standards and most of the rest of the world and he hasn't figured out how to reconcile all that in himself in order to get back to winning at the game and most of the players that I work with even the golfers they keep pointing outside of themselves it must be the club it must be you know my swing it must be whatever Instead of getting themselves right first, right, and he was he was we'll right first. Break. Let's take a break, Alex. We are, you can come back with that. We'll no. take a break and uh, we'll we'll go through some NBA. Uh, this is Kwame Lott Sports Talk. We'll be back whenever Monk plays the music for us to come back because I don't know it's seventy seconds, ninety seconds. We'll be back in about uh, less than a minute. flagship station for sports voice america sports sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health-wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week Bruce, the sports doc, and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lott Sports Talk. That don't sound like my sexy voice music, but we'll move on. Thank God. Yeah. I don't know. We don't need it because everybody, I my talk is... The, my voice my, is always sexy. You're my sexy. Talk, you don't need the voice. True. True statement. Yeah, true statement. I can. Thank you. True statement. Can you listen to the show just to hear the last segment? <laughs> 
<laughs> we had a good uh, we had a good conversation. We had Artie Clear of the Artie Clear Show out there in Philadelphia. Uh, good stuff. He has his own show. You can listen to him. W I F I. Uh, was it fourteen sixty? Uh, mm-hmm. Every day. Wow. Every day. Late. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm fighting for an extra hour. I know. Uh, it's all good. We got big things going on mm-hmm. in the valley. Hey. We got Ken, is it ATL Ken or Pimper Ken? What, what I used to call you? You've been gone so, well, you've been gone so long. I don't know what this is. Ken from the ATL. There you go. How about that? How about that? Hey, Ken got an exclusive coming up. Lawrence Taylor Jr. Tell all. Tell all. On the show. See, that's crazy. It up. That is crazy. Lawrence Taylor Jr. Okay, we'll do that next week. Uh, go on to the fan page and do what you got to do. Um, and we were down in Dirty with Deborah, and, and always good segment. I appreciate you guys. Uh, but let's talk about some NBA. Are we really going to miss the NBA because they locked out? And like I said, with the uh, we were talking about situations where uh, money talks and who's making the money and who's who wants more money, billionaires, millionaires. Who cares? Uh, basketball is basketball, and, and you know Ken doesn't get to see his uh, Lakers. I don't get to see uh, my favorite athletes. I don't think I have a what the Phoenix Suns that I'm definitely gonna watch. But I don't have a. I don't know. What, I'm more of a fan of guys that play in the league than the team. But I'm in Arizona, so the Phoenix Suns. I always root for those guys against anybody else. Uh, like I do the Cardinals. Like I do Diamondbacks. Are we gonna miss the uh, NBA? As of right now, it 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 looks like it's definitely a possibility. Them, the, no, 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 I'll not miss the season. Are we gonna miss it because we are we are fans? Um, we don't miss it now because football's in full effect. But after Christmas, after the New Year, after the bowl games are over in mm-hmm. February, yes. In February and March, you got March Madness. That's always exciting. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Everything starts switching over to college right. basketball. We can get our fix mm-hmm. there. See, the problem is that. The the players the media's made the players look like spoiled babies, when in fact that's not the case at all to me. I mean the owners went from the players had fifty seven percent of basketball related income last year, and now the owners want fifty fifty, which is three billion dollars over ten years that they're going to take away from the players. Three billion. Three billion. So three hundred a year. You smart. And thank you. <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> I teach classes. Um. But when it comes down to it is the players choosing to file for decertification now is wrong. They should have done it initially like the players like the players were going to. They were going to go on strike instead of locking out. Right. And they're doing it too late as a last-ditch effort, but it's too little too late. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, they, it's they, just a, it's a big mess. It, this was done poorly by both sides. I, I think it's messed up all around. I, I really do. But it, it is uh, now the players can say the owners are keeping them from making a living. They can keep them from working. So uh, that's why they're now uh, taking it to another board and suing the owners uh, for yeah. keeping them from uh, from working. Yeah, Kwame, this is where I feel sorry for right here. I don't feel sorry for the fans because guess what? The fans out there, they have jobs. Right. I don't feel sorry <laughs> for the, uh, the top-tier level athletes, the Carmelo Anthony's, the, the you know, the five, $7 million a year in, mm-hmm. uh, 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 athletes. They, they, they got multi-millions. I feel sorry for that backup guard in New York who uh, who just signed on as a free agent this year, played for $200,000 and was looking to make a roster bonus of a million dollars. He had to move back in with his mom's because $200,000, and you know, of course, after taxes and, and the agents get their cuts, it's not really much. It, it's not. Those it, guys it, I feel sorry for. Yeah, you know what? No voice. A lot of players around the league also feel the way you feel because that's why guys like LeBron James, um, uh, those type of guys, has put a 
pot together for some mm. for those young Help guys. Because those young guys does make that team go. You have your superstar, but who are you going to practice against? Some other guys, some scabs? You can't practice some scabs. Uh, these guys um, help this team get better because some of these guys can, and I'm talking about the uh, second-tier guy, some of them can start on some other teams. They can start in Minnesota. They can go to Europe. They can go to China. They can go to Israel. They and can you go know so what? many places. And now. I think basketball is going to that point when you can give a Kobe Bryant $3 million for for eight weeks games. for yeah. ten games, yeah. um, they have the money to do that. Yeah. I don't know how long they can sustain. I don't know how long they can keep doing that. But uh, there's going to be a lot of NBA players going there. You can see when they stepped the uh, black college guys from going to the NBA right away. Uh, when they did that, they was going to Europe. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> when they you no, know, when they stop uh, seriously, when they stop uh, the collegiate guys from going straight to uh, the NBA from uh, college. These guys were going to the uh, European League and playing ball and getting their contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, I do. I mean, I was joking with that, but you know what? I can come right out of high school as a, um, a all-star pitcher and go straight to the major leagues, uh, which is another topic. And along with the LT tell-all book, um, Junior LT. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> but you know what? I, I feel sorry for if anybody. I feel sorry for those. Um, for those uh, second-tier guys. See, the problem with the players now and how they're approaching these things is the owners are trying to make it better for the future. They're trying to change the structure so the future of the NBA is is without lockout. The players now don't don't care about the future. They don't care about the kids coming up. They care about their money, and they care about it right now. Which is a huge problem in the whole grand scheme of things. If they would see the big picture, maybe there would be a deal made and not and not the the landlock like they're on now. I think they want to get back to that Larry Bird situation where you can pay those guys whatever you want to. Now we let's let's get let's move on to this ASU because I wanted to talk about this. Okay. Dennis, Dennis Erickson had no business losing to UCLA, even though that was a tougher game. Definitely, definitely not Washington State. Can't can't lose to those guys when you when you're trying to win the Pac-10. Should this guy be? I mean, he's on the hot seat. I think he's. I know for a fact he's playing with his guys now since he's been an ASU head coach. He's playing with those uh, juniors and seniors that he brought in. Should he be on the hot seat as far as they ASU looking for a new coach? Uh, yeah, I mean probably. Uh, it's just it, like the the tough part about this season for ASU is that they played tough games early, and then they everybody was talking about oh they're just going to run through and go to the Pac-12 championship game, and they've lost the first two games of that easy run. There's no reason why they should lose these teams, especially if they were. What were they ranked 16th? They was ranked, I think after after they beat Utah. I think they got yeah. I think they got 15th, and they played. I, I think it was after Colorado, but the, a team they should have beat. And with the it, Colorado game, it's just um, it's it's tough. It's tough to stay mentally tough, Deborah. When you when you're supposed to beat these teams, there's nothing good about what's going to happen unless you like nothing. Nothing's going to be talked about unless you lose. And they they took care of Colorado, which was uh, unfortunate for me. But, um, you know, after they lost to Oregon, they got shellacked by Oregon without LeMichael James. They beat Colorado, and then they have five teams that or four teams that shouldn't even be a question. ASU had a great chance to beat um, Oregon. They were in that game the whole time until they came out second quarter. Mm-hmm. Bonehead decisions uh, going into halftime, but they were in that game for about two and a half quarters. They and, the, and then they just got run over. Right. I literally run over by two backup running backs. Well, one of the things I look at with Erickson, too, is he went from, uh, you know, talks at the beginning of the season of extending the contract to now walking papers. And he mentioned the other day in an interview that, you know, I can't worry about this, that I've just got to worry about, you know, the next game coming up. And the problem is he's worrying. So worrying, no matter what you're worrying about, we go back to that emotional aspect is you're not going to make good decisions. 
decisions, you know, decisions you would have made on the field. He's going to be self-guess, you know, um, um, guessing, out-guessing himself right. and uh, second-guessing himself and doubting his play, and so are the team members. Yeah, and he's got to be out of his mind if he's not worried. But everyone's worried about their job at this point because you, you hit the nail on the head when you said he went from a quarter uh, uh, extension from having a good year to losing to Washington State to probably probably looking for another job anyway. But how does a 60-year-old guy start recruiting 17 and 18-year-old guys? I don't, I don't think I don't think he's the guy. Yeah, you know, we got some. We, we got a, we got about 45 seconds. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah, Kwame, let's go back to the beginning. Why was this team originally picked to win that Pac-12 South? Because what USC wasn't eligible yeah, to play in the default, right? Game. This team was not supposed to play in the in the big in the Pac-12 championship game this year. So them losing to UCLA, Colorado, and other teams like that, even though they did beat USC, but you know USC sometimes they just play down to the competition. They got beat, but USC has been been the most dominant team in that South division all year. And I think if it wasn't for USC not being ineligible, they would have been in that championship game. So this is, Dennis Erickson has been on the hot seat already. So this is nothing new. But then I, yeah. I worry about the guys who are, you know, seniors on the team and stuff, too, that are looking at, and even the juniors that are looking at where are they going to go next. And if they're work, playing for a coach that not, doesn't know how to win, it doesn't help them at all. And that's a, uh, now we can get into that next week. Did, are those juniors allowed to leave because the coach was playing? He's a terrible coach. You're a junior now. I think once you got to your sophomore year, you got to, you, you stuck there. Hey, we got to go. Let me mention that Vic had two broken ribs. He still played terribly. Tony Romo had two broken ribs to beat San Fran. Uh, also, <laughs> Uh, Joe Paterno <laughs> name is off the Big Ten trophy. Good. Any last things before we get out of here? No, that was good. That was good. A good show, fellas. Alice Clancy, Clancy Corner was good. Down and Dirty with Deborah, all good. Uh, the show is a lot better than that I'm here. I mean, it was okay last week. Crumb Lots of Sports Talk. Welcome back, Ken. Goodness <sighs> gracious. And thanks for calling in and blessing us. Hey. That's more why the show is good because Ken was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be back next week. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.